Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, before this show starts, just want to let you know that over on Red Men Plus, our subscription service, we've got tons and tons of Liverpool content in podcast form as well. You love podcasts. We love making podcasts. Go and check it all out. That's redmenplus.com. Sign up for as little as £5 a month. You will not regret it. Now, enjoy the show. Hello everyone, welcome to the Uncensored Match Build-Up Show. It is Liverpool versus Manchester City at Anfield in the 4.30 Sunday kickoff. It is probably the best team in England versus a team that's at the top right now. Uh, Liverpool, of course, the best team in England, the best there is, the best there was, the, rest, the best there ever will be. Manchester City, they're having the moment in the sunshine. Well, that's a few years, to be fair. Um, but uh, I am joined by Steve and by John for this one. Thank you very much for joining us. Um, fresh off the back of a seven-goal rout uh, of Rangers, lads, feeling a little bit more confident, feel like we can get a draw now, whereas I was feeling we were going to get humped about 5-0 <laughs> this time yesterday. Uh, life is good, mate, isn't it? It's better, yeah, I'm a bit more <laughs> confident, and, and you're certainly better, mate, because I was, I was out there last night when you were going nuts in here, mate, so um, yeah, it, that, that's really timely boost that in terms of confidence and the results so if you ever wanted anything to take into a game against these we got it last night yeah we did we did we did but before I get your thoughts on this John we are on the road to 500,000 subscribers um, we are 421 shy so please 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 if we could get there that would be absolutely fantastic it's been 12 years in the making 12 years how many studios how much blood sweat and tears where's that young thin lad gone i do not know uh, but 500 close to 500,000 subscribers will do that to you uh, john we are full of confidence um after last night you have to be um and it, as as they sort of alluded to we know it's going to be a tougher test but we needed that victory heading into this game i feel yeah we did and it's there was aspects of it that in the second half I think was probably a bit of a reversion to me and mainly just because of personnel I think just because of like the injuries that we've had he's had to sort of put out the team we're used to seeing for the last five, six years um, but you know what what does three goals do for I mean beyond all the sort of history side of it fastest hat trick and all that type of stuff what does that do for Mo Salah in terms of his confidence and he's the type of player we're going to need to lean on in this game I think in terms of obviously he's been there done it before against City and stuff um, for me you know as well keep that ticking over you know 
we don't seem to be having as much problem this season, I think, at the top end of the pitch as we do at the other end of the pitch, which I'm sure we'll come on to in terms of the build-up. But no, can only be a good thing, I think. And, you know, no injuries, no fresh injuries. You know, some of the young bloods, obviously Harvey Elliott getting a goal. He's going to be in and around the squad, I reckon, for this game. So all good stuff. Yeah, I think that's right. I want to, I want to leave the formation stuff for, for later in the show, to be honest. And So I'm glad you haven't mentioned any of that yet. But we got to we got to think of last night. I think we've got to have our heads screwed on as well. It's easy for me to get carried away because we scored seven goals. But when you think back to last night's performance and the part of the Red Sea for their goal, mm. like how the Liverpool make sure that they don't do that again against well, them because it's seventeen and twenty one now we've conceded first. And that's the million dollar question, isn't it? One that that if I had the answer, I might not be sat here talking to you guys, might be involved over at the coaching staff at Liverpool. Just just really to be switched on from the off. We seem lackadaisical when we start games. We're not at the races. We don't start well. We're not switched on. We're not enthusiastic. We're not aggressive enough. We're not intense enough. There's that word again. The book comes out calling intensity. And then from the day after that, we're devoid of the lot of it, aren't we? So I think I think what we need to do is, is the players need to come out on the pitch, need to identify who they're playing against directly because this is where these games are won and lost and you need to go and win your battles from the mm. first whistle and I don't think you can say that of Liverpool in the last, well this season and, and to some degree in games last season where I don't know if complacency comes into it but it's kind of like well, we're on this great run so they, they they might score first but we'll be okay but it's not the same anymore there's a difference in the squad's a bit more fragile than it was before so what I want to see is five six seven individual battles won and that's a great platform to go on and win the game or get something from the game at least I think that's right I think if you can win seven individual battles you're probably on to a winner there aren't you and that's the difficulty isn't it when you think of these games at Manchester City yeah we beat them in the, the community shield it feels a long time ago now John but is there something is there anything from that we can draw on for this game I think so I mean you've got to remember the sort of weird thing with this season I think so far is that we haven't just been exclusively awful you know what I mean it, it, it's one thing for us to be absolutely shocking every game but even in the games we've not been exclusively awful that is a brilliant <laughs> turn of phrase and so, so true way. well done but, but we, we have even like say, last night first half we weren't great but in the second half we were really good and it's like it's that it's that balance and going back to the City game and the Community Shield we were brilliant we don't, I don't know what happened we showed up and we were brilliant for 90 minutes pretty much so you've got to hope that they can draw on that I, I'm hoping sort of I guess riffing off Steve's point is that I hope it be treated a bit like a derby game you know the sort of cliche form goes out the window I hope we sort of show up and think right it's going to be a bit mad and at the minute that might suit us I think in terms of we seem to be going into games as you say sort of lacking the intensity lacking the focus if it's mad from minute one and you know we have to be alert to things because of the atmosphere and stuff. Then I think that might help us treat it more like a Champions League game than it is like a league game, which is where we're struggling at the minute. Um, but it's on the players, I think, to be a bit more. You, you know, Liverpool under Klopp, when we've been at our best, we haven't been worried about passing the ball around for ten minutes at the start of games and stuff. Whereas now we almost be trying to like we're trying to force it, and we're not like trying to make you know the smart decision as opposed mm. to some of the decisions that we have been making. So I, I just want to see them just do get back to a bit of that. And like I say, the, I think the intensity of it and it's going to get the full obviously the full build up on Sky and stuff might actually help them in that sense I think yeah and then the thing that I keep coming back to over the last week Stan, you'll have, we'll have had this conversation is like, I think our experienced players need to show that they're experienced like I'm okay with Hendo and Thiago not being the fastest players in the world 
but they're in there for their experience and what we've seen over the last few weeks is a is a lack of game management mm. a lack of nous on the football field so if you've got experienced players they've got to utilize that experience and that's probably what we're not saying we need those lads to step up this time don't we so all that points to self-motivation for me because if you go and play any sport self-pride should say to you you're not getting the best of me you're not getting one over on me in a team game, you get the opportunity to pass that responsibility on to somebody else. Like, I'm not having a great game, but he's doing all right, and he's doing all right, and he's doing all right, and we'll get through this. That needs to stop, and everybody needs to be accountable for their own performances. And I think the moment we get that, we change as a team, because you're quite right. You know, you look at Henderson, Henderson's been around the block, Henderson's won everything football has to offer. He's a great man manager, he's clop on the pitch, but at times, they're getting advanced of him and he's walking and he's shouting and pointing at people and, and that's not Henderson. That's not the Henderson that you and I have come yeah, to puff, love. He picks his socks up and he fucking yeah, goes. Yeah, he used to get break his neck to get back there and then hand out a, a proper bollocking to somebody, by the way. I, I, I just, I've said this to you before many times, I just wonder how much is left in the tank because he's been playing Klopp football, which is really hard to do, for five, six years with him. And it's taken an awful lot from him. And at this this thing about pace and power in the midfield, I, I just wonder how much these guys have got left in the tank. But that said, a lack of self-motivation doesn't work for me. We need to see more from these guys. Yeah, we, we absolutely do, don't we? And I think, let's talk a little bit about City. We know, obviously, Erling Haaland's going to cause us some problems unless they uh, inexplicably rest him at the weekend at Anfield. Um, I can't imagine that's going to happen, so we're going to have to deal with him somehow. Um how do you solve a problem like Erling Haaland? Sounds like a musical. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> You've got no chance of answering that now. <laughs> I think there's two ways. You get Hammerstein in. Um, <laughs> no, um, I think the obvious one is that you put someone on him, and that's obviously going to be Van Dyke, I think. And, you know, he, he's had. We've got we've had experience of playing against him before, haven't we, when he was at Salzburg and stuff. Um so it's not as if we don't, we're not familiar with what his game is. Um I think the honest answer really is that you just you cut him off. You know, the the, the critique I think that he had early in the season and I, I would have of him if you like, is um he off he's not involved in their build up at all. Haaland, you know, in terms of like what he does, they get the ball to him and then he just scores basically. Um so if you can isolate him, I think, whether that's isolating him or isolating the supply line, which basically means you're going to put a man on De Bruyne, doesn't it? And midfield's not maybe not where we're strongest at the minute, but you know that that's that's what I'd be looking to do. I'd be looking to get in among City and go, all right, whatever happens, we keep that ball away from Haaland because then you're relying on a Bernardo Silva or whoever to try and maybe cut inside and do something. I think. Oh shit, they've got options, haven't they? To be fair, like if you do if you do manage to stifle Kevin De Bruyne, you know Foden and. Silver and these players. That that's the thing. And the the best thing about Manchester City is a footballing team. As I like to when I'm talking about we're talking about games against City, I think you do have to separate the players and the manager from the nonsense that's above them and the, and all that type of yeah, stuff. Yeah. These lads are fucking brilliant and they are exceptionally well coached and they're one of the best sides that's ever been assembled. How they got assembled, I won't touch on on this show. We all know it. But they are one of the best drilled sides I've ever seen in football. And they get to the byline better than any other side. And that is where the supply line is to Haaland, isn't it? How many times have you seen City pull back from the the, the touchline in, in the six-yard box and someone's there? That How do you stop that? Because they always use the one-twos. They have done for 100%. years. And if you could look above... 
his Barcelona manager career, his Bayern Munich manager career, now his Manchester City manager career. I look down on his game plan, it's all about triangles, it's all about angles, it's all about creating that opportunity to get in behind you and pull it back. Um, John's right, you've got to kill the supply, you've got, but, but you can't go man-to-man under Bruyne, he's too good. And you, you're basically taking a man out of your team. If you're brave against Manchester City and you stay high and wide, and, and the best game I can use as an example, I'm sorry, lads, but I'm going to do it, is the Champions League final against Chelsea, where they left uh, Timo Werner high and wide because of his intelligent running. He couldn't finish for shit, but he was an intelligent runner. So what he said to Manchester City was, do not engage your centre-halves with your midfield, because if you do, we'll just, we'll just bypass you and we'll get in behind you. We've got to do something similar. When you're brave against Manchester City, you get opportunities. When you turn up and try and have what you hold, you get destroyed because they're just too good for all the reasons you just said, the triangles, the angles, the the, the, the Bruyners of this world and people like that. So you stay high, you stay wide, and you make sure their defenders have to defend and you stop them joining in with the midfield because in the, the game we lost 4-1 at Anfield, they spent the entire second half, every one of their players by the goalkeeper in our half because we didn't offer an out ball. So you have to do that. Leeds beat them with 10 men on the pitch because when they went down to 10 men, they just went one over there and one over there and said, your full-backs defensively are not brilliant. And they're not. But they're great going forward. What and you've got Kyle Walker missing as well. Exactly, and John Stones, who's been playing at right back. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll, give, you, we'll give you a problem to solve and we are playing at home. So don't come out and be passive. Don't come out and try and problem solve. Don't come out and go... Oh, what 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 are these are these on the ball today? Are these good because yeah, they are. You've just referenced it. And you're right. Go and play your football and go and be brave and go and ask them questions. I am tired of watching games where they score after 55 seconds and they end up winning five 0 because teams have shit the bed before they even go on the pitch. So how do Liverpool start this game then, John? Is it high intensity from the off? Is it being brave or? When you're playing with a bit of a lack of confidence, like Liverpool have over the last few weeks, are you leaving yourself open? Like our weakness at the moment for me, and I don't know whether you agree, is the soft underbelly. Well, you, can, you might expose it if you do what Steve's saying. You do, but I think we've been guilty this season. I think because of this sort of crisis of confidence of of not doing what we're good at, and by that I mean, you know, say like Arsenal, the Arsenal game. I don't think we gave Arsenal their back line enough of a problem to deal with in the sense of we didn't do what we're good at. We didn't say to them, by the way, you've got to deal with Salah all game and you're not going to be able to go forward because you've got to worry about him going the other way. And we didn't do that enough, especially looking at some of the past maps that come out of that match in terms of where he was, Salah, he was so isolated. If you do that to City, as I think as Steve says, you know, that's where that's how you get it, City. You, you get at that back line and they're so well drilled in what he does. Guardiola that it, when it works it works brilliantly but we've all seen it where they'll pass back to the goalkeeper and you can you can nip in and all of a sudden it's panic stations for Edison or whatever that type of stuff you know we've got in terms of the players we've got going forward we've got the speed but we've also got the press you know for me you know, he was in the form of his life at the minute and no one knows where it's come from but he's exactly the type of player you'd want for this Jota I'd personally be putting uh, off the back of Rangers I'd be putting Salah back either up front or back where he, he's supposed to be you know, maybe not pulling wide as much, maybe keep Nunez on the bench for late in the game. And it's, it's, a, it's a plan B, isn't it? If Depending on where we are on 60 type thing. But I, I'd be doing what we've done for the last five years and trying to just go for the jugular and going, you cope with what we do first. Because that, that also mitigates the other end. If they're suddenly worried about us attacking their defence, we don't have to worry as much about what's going on yeah. at the other end of our pitch. And I'm playing devil's advocate there with the question, by yeah, the way, because I do, I do agree with you. Yeah, I think Liverpool, we're not in a place where and I agree with you about this as well, if you sit back and try and keep hold of what you've got, you're going to get slaughtered basically against City. So, draws don't do us anything. 
a loss ain't going to do us anything. So that means we've got to go for the win. <laughs> Three points is what we need. We can't we can't afford a draw, even though it is City. Normally, you'd look at this. If we can get a draw, that's fine. Yeah. It's not today. I think, I think it's kind of universally agreed that City are going to go on and win the title. It would take a massive drop off from them not to do it. You know, Arsenal are, are going well, but they the season, put a season the season's yet. long, and there'll be things that happen to Arsenal that that potentially scupper their challenge. So, so yeah, we, we're we're not going to be defined by losing to Arsenal last weekend and losing to Manchester City this weekend. Potentially, that doesn't define your season because we're in a top four race. I I think the title's gone. It won't be decided in our ninth game or tenth game of the season either. So mm. there's still there's still hundred points to play for. So so you can afford to go and, and do what you need to do. Sometimes it's better to lose and play well and do what you do well than to sit back and, and try and hold somebody like Manchester City and fail and then the fans come away frustrated. If we were to lose by the odd goal or we win by the odd goal, it's been a really open and exciting game. The, the, the feeling transcends itself from the stand to the pitch because we're open, we're playing well, we're doing what we want to see. If we, if we go there and don't do anything, and, you, and damned if you do and damned if you don't scenario, you do nothing, you invariably get beat. The frustration transcends itself from the stands. We're going to need the fans to be involved at the weekend, and I think the way we do that is we start with energy and straight away, they'll play with Nathan Ake in their back four somewhere. You can get it, Nathan Ake. He's never a £50 million centre-back. Not in a million years. So you've got to look at what they do. And we've got to go back to doing what the great Liverpool sides have always done, which is worry about what we do, and mm. not worry about what Manchester City is going to do. Completely agree. We're going to talk formations and stuff very shortly, of course. Um, but we've teamed up with Betmate. Um, so I don't know if anybody's new to this. Um, it's basically sort of seven aside. You, you get to pick 11 players, I think it is. Um, six... Um, from each side, you need a goalkeeper, um, you need uh, two defenders, two midfielders, two strikers, so it's seven, sorry, um, in total, four subs as well, uh, and if you, obviously you can win dough on this as well, so there's a Liverpool-Manchester City game, uh, it's £1,000 up for grabs, if you get over there, um, then you, you type in the code REDMEN5, uh, then you will be able to get a £5 free bet as well, but let's look back at last week's um, league table, so the weekly league league table. Uh, Stee came out on top at 33.5 points, won £5.20. I came second with 24.5 points. Paul came 105th uh, or third uh, with 23 points. And the Redmen guest on the Build Up Show, only 22 points. The season-long table uh, now then. Uh, Paul's top of the pile with 291 points. Uh, I'm second with 290. Steve, 280. It's close, bloody hell. And Red Ben Guest, 286 points. I've more than the most dough, though, so on me. Uh, I should be top of that table. Uh, but it's all right, because <laughs> I've got money in my back pocket, uh, which is quite cool. Uh, we'll have a little bit more on that later. We've got a quick break coming up, but a trivia question before we do. And I think you'll like this trivia question. Um, name the last five players that went directly from Liverpool to City or City to Liverpool. Uh, there's three um, that have gone to City from Liverpool and there's two that have gone from City to Liverpool. It goes back to 1991, the five players, just to give you just one year before the Premier League was born. Um, so there we go. Uh, and check out Red Men Plus where we have a little bit of a break. 
Hello everyone, thanks very much for tuning in. While I've got you here for a minute, let me tell you about Red Men Plus, our amazing subscription service dedicated to all things Liverpool. Over on Red Men Plus, you will get access to the best premium content, including more podcasts that you'll enjoy. You'll get access to exclusive merch discounts and you'll even get access to our very own Discord server and Facebook group. There's so much more to offer. To find out more, head over to www.redmenplus.com and get your subscription nice one and let's get back to the show welcome back everybody thank you very much for joining us that was a little bit about Redmen Plus obviously Redmen Plus is our streaming service um, the subscribers over there afford us to be able to do all this free content uh, we absolutely love each and every one of them and for that love we will return it with absolutely incredible content week in week out and discord groups and merchandise and all kinds of stuff discounts uh, free tickets to live shows there is literally so much that you can get from a Redmen Plus subscription uh, so if you like what we do you like the cut of our jib then go over there and give it a go uh, it really is worth the money um, so yeah please give it a try if it's something that you're interested in obviously I know that time's hard for everybody at the moment um, so don't want anybody stretching themselves either I think that's important to say at times um, so we had the trivia question the trivia question uh, was about uh, transfers between the two clubs um, now um, I said there's three going from Liverpool to Manchester City and there's two going from City to Liverpool. Gentlemen, do you have the answer? So we think the two uh, from City to Liverpool would be Milner and I think Bellamy. Mm-hmm. Going the other way, Steve McMahon, went, I'm sure he went to City and I'm not sure if 91 is the year that he went there. So, he did. So, so I'm going to go. He did. Yeah, so that's three. Um, Sterling. Yeah. Sterling, that's four. And there's one more being... Oh, God, who's the one more? Let's see if anybody's got this in the comments section right now. It's going to be okay. tough. Going to be tough for everybody. I'm, I'm going to leave it at four so you get the chat, get the fifth one. According to LFC history, Milner isn't one of them. Okay. I don't know whether that was because his contract ran out or something, oh, or right, it was right. a direct transfer between them. So it was Robbie Fowler, uh, as mentioned by Protegidu. I said that, and he talked me out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I, and Craig Bellamy. Yeah, uh, both both on freeze, of course, and going the other way. Steve McMahon, which I think was the one that I was hoping that you wouldn't be able to get, uh, a very famous uh, European Cup, double European Cup winning manager's son that once played for Liverpool, played in the middle of the park and was absolutely bollocks. Early nineties, um, rhymes with buff. <laughs> <laughs> First name rhymes with Tigel. Nigel Clough. Yes, well done. How did you ever get that one, gentlemen? <laughs> uh, and Raheem Sterling. Uh, so he went to Manchester City for 1.5 million quid. So in we January got three, but te- all the technicality we're uh, going to claim four. That's <laughs> yeah. a hard so, one. It's the yeah, no one, no one, no one got that one, and I'm not surprised. Uh, no one even remembered that Nigel Clough played for us. Who? But he did. There we go. Um, right. Game, three um, United. A little bit of a let's talk a little bit about injuries. I think one of the things that I think might be one of the most important things going into this game, actually, John, um, was that Robbo got a few minutes. Mm-hmm. Now, before we get into formations and everything else, does him getting twenty minutes the other night make you think he might start against City? I think so. I think um me and Steve were having a bit of a chat before before we started about like sort of people on the pitch. He's one of the guys you want on the pitch, isn't he? In terms of what he does for the team, in terms of talking people through matches and stuff. Um, I think even just the balance he brings, obviously, to lose sort of 
you know, whatever the conversation is, we'll leave it for now around Trent. Um, to lose sort of that dynamism on the right side, you know, you'd want that on the left at least from Robbo. Um, but I think just sort of like the, the steel and the gritty brings, you know, mm-hmm. he knows what these types of games mean. He, he wants to play in these sort of big matches. Um, and again, he, he's a player who, you know, he's, he's good defensively, but he thinks about going forward. He tries to be positive in what he does in terms of like making runs for other people. You know, um, again, I know Milner's not the most popular at the minute, but you know that's what Milner's always been good for when he's come on. I think he's always been good at sort of making runs and drawing people um, out the way. Um, so I'm really happy he's back, and I thought it was noticeable sort of how different, how much better we looked, looked so much more active against Rangers. I thought when he came on, I felt a bit sorry for uh, Costas because I think he's been brilliant while Robbo's been injured. I think you know a couple of goal line clearances, uh, one against Rangers late on, uh, one against Arsenal was there as well, or was it Brighton? I forget now. Um, but and his set piece delivery is absolutely spot on as well. Maybe some of the best I've ever seen at Liverpool. Thinking about it from corners and mm. stuff. But in the one game when Robbo's on the bench, I feel like he had his worst one. Uh, fashion, fashion junior. Had him on toast in the first half, didn't he? It was hard to watch for. I felt sorry for the lad. He had an opportunity to to, to really force the issue and kind of make that shirt his own. And whilst he's not let anybody down, I don't necessarily think he said. I'm a viable option to Andy Robbo, so you need to be looking at me. Never mind, he's fit. Leave him on the bench. I'm playing well. I don't think he's necessarily seized this opportunity. Going back to the point that, that John makes, we've seen Andy Robbo dig Virgil van Dijk out for mistakes. He's not frightened to tell people when they're not playing very well. I don't see that in Costas, and we will need that the weekend when someone doesn't do something properly. Collectively, we need to get on that person's case because... The higher up you go in football, the more they dig you out for your mistakes. It's not the other way around. It gets worse the higher up you go. We're not doing enough of that, and he's a player that can bring you that. So for me, um, I think you're really spot on with your analysis there. 20 minutes, for me, suggests he starts on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And there's some big decisions ahead, of course, but I always feel with Costas, like I really I really like him as a footballer. I think he's a really good defender. But when we get to that final third... Robbo is just a little bit more dynamic for me, looking for those overlaps and stuff like that. I always feel like when it goes to Costas, he's going to stop and he's going to look for the pass inside. And at times it slows us down a little bit. And I just want, I think we're at our best when we're just sort of flying by the seat of our pants and you just let that pure football, whatever it is, the memory take over and you just play. You're just on, on the emotions of it all and stuff. Muscle memory is probably the better way to describe it, isn't it? Uh, so the big decision, um, what are we? What formation are we playing? If formations matter. Um, like we obviously went 4-3-3 against them. Um, in the community shield, I think they went four three three against us as well. To be honest with you, um, now it looks like they're playing a bit more four two three one. Anyway, are we going to play this pseudo four two 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 that we maybe finished in last night? Are we going to play a four two four? We're going to play a four two three one. Steve Plunk has the answer, and it is this. Well, it's not four three three because I don't think we've got enough in midfield. I think during the game we could rotate through all three of those other options you just gave: four two two two, four two four, or four two three one, or even four four two. Yeah, it's likely to be a four two three one is, is my belief because that way we can still use Bobby to uh, interject with Rodri or whoever's playing central defensive midfield for Manchester City. Because if you go and ask Rodri and you go and ask Jorginho and all the, the good CDMs in the Premier League. Firmino's a nuisance because he occupies a space where you want to receive the ball and where you want to play, and you can't. So so, so that's me nailing my Bobby colours to the mast as well there. Um, I think we could see that change two or three times, which is really good because we could start 4-2-4 and ask the questions. 
but the four being really high and wide as opposed to slightly dropping off and almost being a 4-4-2. Um, but I think there's loads of scope with the bodies that are available to us to rotate through all three of those, which which is fantastic because I think if there's been a criticism of Liverpool in the last couple of years when we've struggled to break teams down and win games is that we've been a bit predictable. That takes all of that away and it's quite refreshing to see it. Is Bobby's is Bobby first name on the team sheet after his performance last night? I think you've got to be, yeah. I think the form he's been in, but also just sort of what he's been doing on the pitch as well. You know, he he doesn't. He, he, so, so my answer to this question, I suppose, to answer your initial question, would be: I think I'd go four three three. Although I'm, I'm slightly worried about personnel in terms of injuries and stuff. Or, but I'd go four three three at least to start. But I think if you can sort of get him back to where he was for me, you know, in terms of what he was doing on the pitch, he seems to be getting the best out of everyone else. Like the times when he's come on, especially in the last game against Rangers, where that right side looked back to what it is normally, even without Trent on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Where you then obviously have a big Sadio Mane shaped hole on the left wing, which is what we still need to address if we play four three three. But I don't think you can leave him out in a minute because you know, as Steve says, you know, for exactly the same reasons, I think he's great at sort of putting pressure on. You know, I'm playing in those half spaces. You know, am I going to go? Am I not going to go? Type of thing in terms of the press. Um, he's really good for that, and he suddenly found his shooting boots, which for me is the most interesting thing. Because I think if you did say get to sixty playing four three three, and think, well, okay, we'll bring Nunes on or whatever. Historically, you'd take Bobby off. I don't think now actually you have to. I think you could probably leave him on and go, well, okay, maybe go play behind or off Nunes as as the ten if you like in that four two three one. Uh, Malcolm Billington in the YouTube comments is for me has been our best player this season by a country mile. Also, just want to shout out Grace Carney who says afternoon, Redman afternoon, Grace. Uh, check out his Red Fella show. You often appear on there and stuff as well. I do, yeah. Grace makes some great content. Afternoon, Grace. Uh, so thank you very much for joining us, Grace. Hope everything's going well, mate. Uh, I'm gonna get back to it then. Obviously, we've just been talking about Bobby Firmino there. I think everybody now is at the, at the point of the opinion, sorry, that he needs to be involved in this game. Um, I want you to tell me, John, how Mo Salah plays centrally. I think you need to get him somewhere in between the goal lines for me. Um, I thought it was interesting when he came... Uh, when he was playing against Rangers so that, anywhere on the pitch anywhere on the pitch but, in between the goal lines <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> it was going to go the, the goal posts goal posts yes okay sounds Dis- distracted by Sai coming in sorry okay. that um, was brilliant you could, you could be anywhere anyway, put him back back <laughs> why not um, no I, I thought it was interesting against Rangers that he, he was he was playing a lot more almost as an iron I thought or, he, or certainly he was popping up in those areas if you like um, and you know I don't want to say it implies causation, but he scores three goals. All right, Rangers aren't the best. All the other stuff we've discussed. Yada, yada, yada. But love Yarder in Rangers. But exactly. But you see, sort of what we got back out of him, and that, and that, like at the end of the day, that's why we're paying him that money. All the stuff about the new contract last summer, we were paying him because we wanted that. And I know, long term, we've got to change what we do in terms of Nunes and younger players and stuff like that. But that's not my concern. I my concern is I want to go out and beat City and get three points. Do we have to start him centrally or is his finishing position the most important? We don't have to start him centrally. He can, he can make inverted runs. Um, if you're playing Nunes and Bobby, then you, you probably give Nunes the instruction to sort of work the left-hand channel a little bit more. Um, Robbo back will, will strengthen the left-hand side a little bit as well in terms of the dynamism that you spoke about before. Um, so potentially what Salah can do then is come and play slightly more in inverted and say to Jao Cancelo, who's a real danger going the other way, right, OK, you've got a problem, I'm going to stand here, I'm going to, I'm going to drift inside, I'm going to go and get involved in the game centrally. I, I've been thinking about this, do we, with, with, the, with the three or, or the four, do we, do we make it narrower? 
but then when we make it narrower, we compress the space that these players want to run into, and they're running into each other's space. It becomes messy. Um, so I think with that, I, I would probably start him on the right for sure. But I would I would focus a lot more play down the left hand side, and with Trent not being there, I think that'll happen anyway. Mm. He's no longer looking for Trent to create something because he's not there. So so maybe we do a little bit more down the left-hand side and Salah can come in and make much more inverted runs. I think I'd like to see that. There's one lad that I thought was excellent last night. Well, there's more than one lad that I thought was excellent. One of the lads that I thought was excellent last night was Harvey Elliott. Now, after a big performance from Harvey, after his first Champions League goal, John, is there a space in this side for Harvey against City or is maybe that reserved for 4-3-3? Um, if we were playing four three three, I suppose could he get into the sides, and if not, can he? If we were playing four three three, I think I think he, he, there's a case for him starting. I would say based on that, um, who would you have there? Hendo in the six, Thiago Elliott. Elliott, yeah. Um, I think given just how what we've done this season, I don't know if he will. In the sense of, I think he'll probably go with two in midfield, and it'll probably be Thiago and Henderson or some combination of the three with Fabinho, but. I, I think he's one of them like I don't think him being on the bench and then coming in on 60 is a bad thing for us because I think one thing we're probably going to need against City's legs just in terms of how we've been this season um, we're not finishing games strongly necessarily and I, I think if we get to 60 it, it depends what the narrative of the game is but if we get to 60 and we're doing well I don't think it's a bad thing to bring him on you know and equally if you if you get to 60 as, as Steve said before if you get to 60 and you're 2-0 down or whatever well, what, what have you got to lose you know what I mean mm-hmm. bring him on for that but he, he had such a spark and he's so so willing to do things you know in terms of what he does you know he's so energetic and I realise these all sound like cliches about a young footballer but but he had such a vibrancy to what we do I think in terms of like the, the middle third of the pitch and these these are the type of team where that's good the certain type of teams we're going to come up against in the league that you don't necessarily need that but I think against City it's, it's something that we can be looking for I, I completely agree with that and, and stay I'll come to you next mate um, I've got a bit of a concern that Liverpool haven't put a game of football together since Bournemouth. Yeah. Um, you know, even just thinking back over the last few weeks, Brighton, shocking first half, um, should have put the game to bed, didn't. Um, I'm going to leave Rangers at home out of it because I yep. think that the opposition probably not. But even the Rangers away, to be fair, one half was good, one half was bad. Arsenal, the second half was fucking terrible. Yeah, it was. How do we make sure that these lads can go for 90 minutes and... Is that already you've got to use five subs? Yeah, possibly. What, what would say more importantly is you've got Manchester City coming to Anfield. This has been the biggest rivalry on the pitch in English football for five years. If your players can't motivate themselves to play for 90 minutes against Manchester City, already champions elect, already the team that we've been measuring ourselves against for season after season, and we can't be self motivated and inspired enough to play against them, then we've got bigger problems than we think we have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, so four 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 forwards. Yeah, um, that's what you're going with. You're going with three f- three forwards, right? Who are you for, and where are they playing? Before we go through the rest of the teams a little so, bit later. So Jota naturally plays on the left. Salah plays on the right. I play Nunes right up at the top of that, and I give Bobby the job of of sitting on the when when we haven't when we haven't got the ball. He sits on the six. When we have got the ball, he, he just rotates and moves around and uses his ability to see where his teammates are because he's a really, really clever footballer. You you can't say to him, go and do this or do that. You just let him play. There's no replacement for Bobby because there's not another one in world football mm-hmm. like him. So you just kind of say to him, go and do your thing. But when we haven't got the ball, I need you to be 
um, interacting with their number six because what we don't want them to do is build from the back. Yeah, and what about you, John? Who are your three forwards? I'd start Salah right, Firmino up top and Jota left and I'd have Nunes as an option off the bench on 60 in, in either case. Okay. So I'm assuming it's going to be very difficult for you to pick your Batmate teams. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because you're way. picking a team together <laughs> right now yeah. um, which is br- which is brilliant obviously. <laughs> I'm going to get you guys to pick this live. Um, you go up against me and Paul and Steve in this one. Pot's a thousand pounds as I mentioned before. Uh, it's five pound entry and the promo code is REDMEN5 so if you go over download the betmate app and put the code redmen5 in link is in the description of course so you can just go on google play or the apple store whatever that's called not an iphone uh, so apologies uh, and you can just download betmate use the referral code redmen5 you get a five pound free bet you can go against us but also you can win a share of a thousand pounds and as you saw the other week i won 45 quid i think it was in in one pot which was pretty cool and i was very pleased with myself so click the link in the description download the betmate app from the app store use referral code redmen5 as you sign up and you will get a £5 free bet and you will get involved in this Sunday pot for £1,000 gentlemen let's have a look at where you're going so uh, it's going to be difficult for you to pick your forwards uh, as we've already mentioned um, you're going to have to uh, just pick Liverpool players and Manchester City players uh, points are awarded as you, you crack on mate it's on the screen so you, so, can, you can just go there Um Points are awarded for different things, interceptions, tackles, assists, goals, all kinds of stuff, so you can check the rules. So well, let's see, where are you going with goalkeeper first? Oh, confidence is low. Uh, mate, we, we, we look at our season, we are worried. and Everyone's worried. Everyone's worried. Mm. Shocking. Shocking. Where are we going defenders? Who are you thinking right now? I already know. Yeah. Talk it out loud, lads. Yeah, Cancelo. Oh lads, just the Liverpool players. He's going to get us an opportunity. Do we think Canate will play? We he do. Has to. We do. Yeah, he has to. He's, he's a bit. He's a danger matter. for set pieces as well. Exactly. Um, Go ahead, midfield. Okay, midfield. One piece. Oh, they're splitting it. Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're splitting it. So, noted um, that John picked the Liverpool player. By the way. Yeah. Noted. Oh, have you gone for then? Kevin De Bruyne. My word. You have absolutely no confidence in Liverpool whatsoever. Do what you think, mate. Absolutely no confidence Fine. in Liverpool. Fine, all right. I will. You think he's playing? I think okay. he'll play. Who? Oh, you're mad? I'm, I, I think, think so. I think oh, this play. is where this... Oh, my <laughs> days. This is not joined up thinking. This is like a fucking ransom note in a movie, this. Play? There's not, nothing to do right. with joined up thinking. No, Who it's are you not going right. for? It's a points game. If he gets on and scores, I'm sound. Okay. Who's that? Aaron Harland it has to be. You have absolutely no confidence in Liverpool in this game. I find it shocking and disturbing that you're doing an unsensitive match build-up show and you you can't you even go. pick. All right, you've, you haven't even got four Liverpool players. Who's that third one you picked then? Diogo Jota. I'd like right. to see your team, Chris, because I don't well, think Well, we'll see my four. team in a minute, mate, I and you'll see that I'm full four. of confidence. I've got... Mine's... You know, jelly and ice cream for days, mate. Liverpool players for days. Uh, we're here. We are absolutely loving life. You're picking your substitutes right now. Uh, you can only have a maximum, I believe, of six players from one side. So you can only have, uh, obviously, Manchester uh, Liverpool's goalkeeper. You've got a Liverpool defender there. Couldn't see who it was. It's and you're not talking about it. So you're not, <laughs> t- you're not telling me who you're Cause picking. Because the pressure's, cause the pressure's on. on you. Come on, who are you picking? Who did you pick last pick? I picked. Um... Forgot. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh. Brilliant. The level of detail that these lads. Go this on, is why Red Men gets his last. Oh. Who is who was the last pick? 
Uh, it was Phil Foden as a like, He's not even on the pitch for you. You mad when you're picking all them. City I players. wouldn't have picked Harvey Elliott. <laughs> I'm being surprised. I mean, I've put most out on the go. bench, but you know. Can you right. go through your team and try and get some reasoning in there for me, will you? Oh God! You've just ha- you've just vice captained Harvey Elliott. Are you mad? No, we're vice captaining him. Mate. This has gone terribly. No. You're vice captaining Harlan and Kevin De Bruyne. So, is captain. so do you want to go through the City players and I'll go through the Liverpool players? Yeah, come on. So in goal we went with Edison um, on the basis that in current form, <laughs> who leaks least? Actually, <laughs> yes. um, Cancelo is a major threat going in the opposite direction. So he's, as proven last weekend, he is likely to get you a goal. Hopefully not this weekend, but against everybody else, that's been a feature. You can't leave De Bruyne out, and I don't think you can leave Erling Haaland out because if if you're playing a numbers game, yeah, and you're playing for prizes, those guys are well, they're just delivering out every week. Exactly. I think Kanate is more of a threat on set pieces and I think he's more likely to probably get more, more forward than Van Dijk in terms of at the back. Elliot, I think, is a wild card, but I just no think No doubt. But but I think he but I think he's he's the type of he's the type of player who if he comes on you can see something happening. And similarly with Jota, I think it's easy to put Salah in, but he's not been in the best of form barring the hat trick. Um but I think this is the type of game where he gets in amongst City. You know, if we do end up in that sort of four-two-three-one, he's the one sort of. In the I middle. like the Jota shout. I'm, I'm not convinced on the Elliot shout. Of him, I think honest. that's a bit of a mad one to be I honest with you. I think John lost his marbles. Oh, we'll see. Um, so D- there we go. That's mate. the Red Men guest team. Just, just for the record, if if John kills the guests, it wasn't me. Okay. <laughs> Look, I mean, listen, I. Um, I'll have to show you my team and, and everybody else's team now. So let's bring up the presenters' teams for this week. Um, Chris Bajak's team. Oh, wow. Woo! Edison, Virgil van Dijk, Cancelo, Phil Foden, oh, Kevin De Bruyne, Roberto Firmino and Erling Haaland. Um, not many Liverpool players, no? No, but also I'm playing a game against you and I made you pick Harvey Elliott. So, so game on. Scores. Game on, mate. <laughs> game on. Um, you made right. John pick Harvey Elliott. Let's have it right. <laughs> <laughs> got well in his head then he was like no alright I'll pick a Liverpool player um, brilliant I'm loving it I'm, listen I'm here for the win I'm, I'm, this is, I'm season long mate you know what I mean I'm, that's what I'm thinking I just need to get a few points gap to the Red Men guest and I really hope I'm He's wrong I game. really hope Harvey Elliott does the business for you and I'm completely wrong and the fact that you've got three Liverpool players does you and I lose I really genuinely hope that that is the case uh, but let's see Paul's team next then if you don't mind please uh, Paul oh yeah he's just as confident as you he's got Canate, he's got Thiago and he's got Darwin Nunes with Haaland Kevin De Bruyne and Joe Cancelo and Edison in goal and finally let's roll straight into Steve's team who looks distraught at picking five City players he's got Salah and Van Dijk with Haaland Foden De Bruyne Cancelo and Edison so not one of us has the confidence in Alisson that we're going to get a clean sheet which probably tells you exactly where Liverpool's form is so far this season. Mm, if you want to play along, of course, download the BetMate app, uh, use the code REDMEN5, uh, and you will be able to get a £5 free bet, and you can get in there. If you get in the top ones, you win money, and it's a £1,000 pop for this one. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. So now, finally, we get to pick our starting 11s in their entirety, John. Uh, what's yours, mate, to begin with? Uh, Allison in goal. Yeah. I would go Van Dijk, Canate, centre-half. Uh, Robertson's back in, and that presumably means Gomez is at right back with strength injury. I would go Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago as we start in midfield. Mo Salah. Uh, Fabinho, Henderson, Thiago, no Elliot. No, it comes in on 16. Okay, goal. son, I'm just checking. <laughs> I'm just checking, mate. <laughs> Look, he's absolutely fuming. He's absolutely fuming. What the... Why right, right this back to the agenda point like area uh, where I said I think you'll come on at 60 um, Salah Firmino and Jota amateur Salah Firmino Jota it's a good side like do, do you really like this is your side or is this what you think Jürgen will do I think it's what he'll do I think the thing is I think it's a personnel thing I think he's had in his mind going back to the summer when we've signed and stuff that we're going to transition into a new formation but it hasn't worked in the sense of we haven't had the time on the pitch to learn it and now he's got that many injuries that I think it's just you go with what you know you know what I mean and can I pick that up do you think he was going to change formation before the at the, in the summer yeah. this yeah. isn't this isn't down I thought that's interesting I think I think Nunes and like I say long term I think the Nunes thing up front and we, we do play three behind or whatever whatever sort of iteration that takes is right I just think at the minute you haven't got the players and he hasn't got the time to sort of go so you do just revert to type and go right this, go back to what we've what's got us here for the last four or five years and we just get to the World Cup and then I've got six weeks with whoever's not there or whoever comes back early personally but that's why I'd go for three three city I think if we hadn't signed Nunes, he still would have changed the formation. I think he yeah. felt he needed one of the three to be closer to the front line, which is why he's tried the Harvey Elliott exercise twice. Last season he got injured, we know that, and he missed loads of games, that terrible injury. He had played the four opening games of the season, including Chelsea at home. I just think he needed to get someone from the midfield closer to the front line. And I think the double pivot in the season when we won all but two points in our last 10 games when we played Phillips and Williams as centre-backs, said to him, you can play a double pivot and a slightly more advanced midfielder and it doesn't cost you too much. Mm -hmm. That's the way I saw it. Yeah, and listen, you you know more than anyone about Dortmund and what Cop's formation was back then. And he, he loved the 4-2-3-1, didn't he? John is literally the Dortmund expert. If, if, it, if it was a mastermind, like... 
Dortmund era. Really? Yeah, John's encyclopedia. Yeah, like, that was a lot of German football. So, obviously, he was a fan of 4-2-3-1 back then, so he knows how to integrate it with his high pressing side and stuff like that. That is one of the things that I actually wanted to talk about, and I'll come to you on this, Steve, first and foremost. And I asked this question on the final words to the guests, and I'm interested to see if you guys have the same opinion. Do you think Liverpool played a high press last night against Rangers? Didn't have to. They pressed in certain areas because they didn't have the quality to get out. So they didn't do... If you stand, sit in the stands and watch Liverpool's press when it was in full effect, it goes like that. And it absolutely strangles the life out of you and you've got nowhere to go. They're not doing that at the moment because they haven't got the bodies to do that. They haven't got the intensity. So they're, they're more identifying certain players to press. Mm -hmm. In the Arsenal game, someone said to me after the game, did you see Salah run straight at that person? It was like watching Bruno Fernandes press. And I was like, but did anybody behind him move with him? And they said, no. Right, so that section of the press Wasn't on that working. side didn't work. And it makes Salah look really bad. But it's not meant to because it did force the guy to play a ball. But it was an easy out ball because no one else moved with him. And that's part of the frustration this season. So, no, I don't think we played a particularly high intensive press against Rangers because we didn't have to. And we wanted to conserve energy for the weekend. That's my opinion of, of yeah. last night. Because I thought Liverpool played a bit of a mid-block, to be honest. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, There was times when Rangers were just passing the ball around the back and I thought, oh, this is a bit strange. But maybe it is to do with what Steve's saying there, where the quality of opposition isn't great. You probably try, think you can try and nick it in the middle of the park and you are conserving a little bit of en energy, John. No, I completely agree with what Steve said analysis-wise there. And I suppose it sort of goes full circle, I guess, to what I was saying sort of at the start of the show is the thing of the... At our best, we were never worried about passing the ball around for ten minutes or sort of not necessarily going for it, you know, sort of sitting back and going because we know we're going to get a chance. I think we've, we've been too guilty this season. I think of like we take that sort of fear and anxiety that we've had of conceding into every game to the point where then you know it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. We, we, we're not brave and adventurous. We do stupid things because we're trying to not let it happen when really we should just go in and just you know feel comfortable. Um, so I don't think we did, and I think you know. First half obviously didn't look great. Second half, I think once we sort of grew into the game a bit more, it, it looked a lot more effective. And maybe it's a halfway house for the time being until we start getting bodies back on the pitch to where we know we can sort of rotate and stuff and change things. But there's that many games, I think. Ross is on that point. When Rangers capitulated, we went for the throat. Mm. And I thought that was really good. And that's something mm. that we've been lacking. So, so as soon as we saw a major chink in their armour, we didn't relent. And, you, you know, seven goals scored in like 85 minutes you're thinking they might get another couple here because that's the way they were playing so that edge to the attack came back in, in, in abundance last night so we started the show saying does it give them confidence then hopefully it does yeah hopefully and and, and with that you know we're playing uh, you're playing a two man midfield aren't you with the four yeah. up can you go through your team for yeah, us yeah so um, back four for me picks itself at the minute um, I would bring Robbo back and play uh, Van Dijk and Canate with Gomez with Alisson in goal so that's about five I would play Henderson and uh, Thiago in, as my double pivot purely, purely because there'll be times when Henderson needs to be the captain and get things organised because City will have spells when they dominate the game hopefully not too many and then my four I'm going to go with Jotter on the left Nunes and Bobby and Salah on the right but with the remit for Bobby to engage their six and yeah. stop their centre-backs go all countdown and be like yeah we got there as well we've got exactly the same side if you can just confer we'll get the six points apiece yes okay so that's exactly the side that I think as well with Bobby and Nunes in, in, in there uh, up top and Salah and Jota from the sides and I like that thing we were talking about before of like 
it's his ending position, Salah, for me. It's how you get him on the ball in the box. And, you know, he's that clever run by Bobby Firmino, dropping deep and dragging a centre-half. If you can get him to do that and Salah hit that space while Nunes moves over to that left-hand side, that's the, the, that's the interesting battle for me. And I know that City are really well drilled. I don't think that Liverpool are going to be a counter-attacking side. I think we're going to have to work really hard to get through Manchester City at times. Uh, we're going to need that ball from Joe Gomez into Bobby Firmino's feet. And, you know, that that's something that I think is really difficult yeah. to do against Manchester City. So how we do that is going to be is going to be really really interesting for me. Um, and I can't wait for the game to be honest with you. I feel really excited now. You know, I joked at the start of this show about you know where I felt that Liverpool were um, and what we could probably achieve against Manchester City and it being a draw. I genuinely think the game is going to end in a draw. I'll be honest with you. But I think Liverpool now have the ability to win the game. And prior to yesterday, I really didn't. And that's really unusual mm. like I've been doing this 12 years I've never predicted a loss had yesterday not happened had the game ended at half time I would have predicted my first loss in 12 years on Redman TV and it would have been heavy as well to be quite honest <laughs> yeah. with you but right now as somebody earlier on in the comments said I am going to predict the Desmond a little 2-2 yeah I'd agree I think there'll be goals um, I think there'll be lots of goals if we do what we can do going forward we'll get it there back four and if they do what they do going forward, they might get it out back for. So I think there will be goals. I think it will be a draw. Um, it could even be 3-3. I think this is going to be a really open game. Oof. And a stressful one. I, I agree. I think it'll be 2-2. Two, two. But I think it'll be like the last day of school where you'd have like year 10. People writing on each other's shirts. No, no. Like oh. year, year 10 v year 11 type thing. Okay. Know, just, just tackles everywhere. Crazy. Nice. I like that. I like that. Who's going to get the goals? Javier off the bench, obviously. Obviously off the bench. I think, I think Jota. I think Jota and... All right, let's go with Elliot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Who are you actually going to say? Because Steve would fume if you didn't say Elliot. I've never, he's never going to make me back on this show, ever. <laughs> go on, Steve, what about you? Um, Three goals. Harvey Elliot, when he comes on in 60 minutes, going to get a hat-trick. Let's hope that, So mate. John messages me and says, see, I told you, lad. Um, <laughs> no, um, I think Jota will score. I do think Jota will score. I think Mo might score as well. And then I think um, we might get a set piece. Bobby? Mm, yeah. mm, possibly. Who takes the set pieces, Robbo? Uh, as long as Henderson doesn't, I'm all right. You're always sniffing around the free yeah. kicks, and they're like, don't you dare. Yeah, I mean, it, genuinely, it's, a, it's an interesting question. It would no, be Mo. No it Chimacash. Would be Mo. It would be Mo. What about, about corners? Um, is it just Robbo? Robbo, you've got an in-swinger and an out-swinger, haven't you? You can set up for them. Is, is there any? Is there any, like... Anything in Van Dyke taking free kicks? No, he's done it once. When that he was was Celtic, it. we all that. shouted at him. Don't do it again. Good at free I, don't kicks. I don't know what happens. And then when he he, he he was annoyed when he took that free kick, and then he put it out the ground, didn't he? Yeah, it was a terrible, yeah, terrible free kick. Needed hospital treatment <laughs> afterwards, but yeah, um, no, I think Salah's an obvious candidate for free kicks. Well, there we go then. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Of course, we're not quite finished yet. Uh, we, uh, I'm going to get in. Oh, here we go. Dav Tech Cyber says, Liverpool shall smash City 5-2. Uh, Daniel Butter says, got to keep it tight at the back. David says, what about Haaland? I think Haaland will score too. Um, in my two-all draw. Uh, Haaland scores two. Yeah, Bobby Firmino's going to get a brace as well for me. Why not? I think he's going to score. Uh, we've obviously got Klopp's press conference coming up at some point tomorrow on the YouTube channel and in podcast form, if that's your stick. Uh, and we've got the Start 11 show later on today uh, with Paul Machen. He's going to put his 
significant brain power to trying to work out what Jurgen Klopp is going to do. So thank you so much for joining me. Please, 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 we are on the road to 500,000 subscribers. Do, if you are here and you've enjoyed the show, just click that little subscribe button. It costs you absolutely no money and it makes uh, me very, 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 very happy. We are less than 500 away from half a million. It's been 12 years in the making. I appreciate every single one of you that has subscribed so far, watched, commented, liked, shared, anything. It all helps us massively um so thank you very much for joining us thank you very much for joining me stay and for john really enjoyed that chat and we'll see you all soon if you enjoyed this podcast then we've got a whole load more for you right now head over to redmenplus.com you can get extra redmen podcasts you've got around the league you've got the debate show jano insight with neil jones and podcast extra all the stuff that we could never possibly broadcast on public spaces uh, it is there available in your native podcasting app on the go as well. Head to redmenplus.com and sign up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.